This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your post Pilates gear, those funkified running shoes, they could all smell like a new car. Thanks to the MyGM Rewards card, you'll earn four points for every dollar spent on all purchases everywhere. And seven total points for every dollar spent with GM. Earn towards a brand new GM ride with every yoga mat and spa treatment. That's the power of appreciation. From us to you. Namaste, y'all. Subject to credit approval, terms and limitations apply. Visit MyGMRewardsCard.com. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Neve Kavanagh. And I'm Gerald Farrelly. And you're listening to... Agony Rants. <laughs> John. Happy, happy, happy. We have so many versions of that now at this stage, Neve. I know. I mean, people just don't know what they're going to get. I know. I think it's the most exciting part of the show. Is where <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. Don't say that. Well, especially when we do like three, we have to do it three times at the top. <laughs> and we're just like, oh, I'm exhausted already. <laughs> yeah, well, you see, you came in with your little tail wagon today, all right. You, you I'm not like in a good place, Neve. I'm not in a good place. <laughs> I'll tell you why. There well, is nothing more frustrating than knowing you were right and not taking your own advice. Okay, this is definitely I know, going down I realize we've talked about this on many episodes this before, right? Okay, come on but then. this is exactly what happened. I submitted a script for something, I didn't get it. Uh, well. I'm really annoyed. I've suffered rejection. So what's going to happen, <laughs> listener, if you're listening, Neve is going to anchor this show and I'm just going to lie on a couch with my back to her and just grunt every so often. That's yeah. all you're getting. <laughs> you say that, but actually what's going to happen is I'm going to push all the right buttons and you won't be able not to respond. <laughs> Which is usually it's what happens. The charisma, the charisma <laughs> of the national treasure. Do you know what? Do you know what annoyed me as well? They said it was really good, but and they'll put it on a long list. Nothing annoys me more than a long list. Uh, well, like, what's it a long list of? It's it's not it's not losers. A list. I think that is a mythical list. <laughs> it doesn't actually exist. <laughs> this, this is what bothers me about competition, right? Oh. Is when you're competitive with something, everybody is all in it together. Yeah, they are. And then when people start to win. Yeah. It's just a room full of losers. It is, definitely. Definitely. Um, <laughs> I realise I'm saying that to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Who's done both. <laughs> Who's done both. Who's won and lost. <clears throat> so, uh, we'll just move on swiftly from that, shall we? Because, you know. Do you want to talk about your win, Neve? I want to talk about my many wins in life. <laughs> <laughs> I've won it so much. So much. Occasionally, I have to let other people win. <laughs> <laughs> also known as 2010. <laughs> Oh, oh, you see, how many weeks has it taken for you to get that in? <laughs> Fine, it's like, the, see, I'm an emotional wreck now today, Neve. That's how, that, that's how dark a place I'm in. This is not going to be good for me. <laughs> 
I feel, you know, all that lovely adoration you've given me all these years. I think it's, I, do you know what, Neve? I still think it's a wonderful song. <laughs> Which one? It's for you. It's, it's a for wonderful you. song. It's a wonderful song. You know, it's not that I didn't want you to win. It's just a shame you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> See, I'm cheering you up already. If I said that, if I said that, people would be annoyed. I know. <laughs> I'd be the subject of like a, there'd be like a hate group after me. <laughs> How dare you talk to her like that? I could nearly give you the demographic of that hate group. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe even names. I'm not sure. Yeah. Males, 35 to 50. <laughs> no, no. Uh, you know what? What a week it's been, right? It's been quite a week. Oh, it's, my goodness. It's a great week if you're, it's a great week to be annoyed. <laughs> yeah, it is. So let me just ask a question, you know, because obviously we narrowly missed the situation that happened last week in the Oscars, right? Yes. So my question to you now is, are you close to slapping someone that you think was? <laughs> Who would you slap? Nave, I'm close to slapping somebody three or four times a day. I'm, it's just, <laughs> I have to say. It's, it's one of the things I love about you. <laughs> what, the fact that I'm, <laughs> on, I'm the edge. on the brink of a nervous breakdown at any moment. I think the most fantastic thing for being anywhere with you is realising how little people are aware, how close to Armageddon they are at any given moment. I do get a, Do you know what I will say, right? I'll say this about myself. I'll give myself this, Neve. Yeah. <laughs> I'm easily, I'm quick to anger. Yeah. But I'm also quick to calm. Yeah, you are. You are. You know, I'm nuclear and ready to push the button. And then just somebody gives me a brownie. I'm like, Do you know what? <laughs> you can, you can <laughs> roll something. Life. I love that fact that I can roll something shiny by you and it just distracts you sufficiently. You. Yeah, completely. <laughs> yeah, I will say that. I'm easily distracted and quick to calm. <laughs> but what about that slap? Come on, Here's where do you my stand? my thoughts oh. on this, right? Okay. I, 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 I'm, I'm very divided on the whole thing. Firstly, I think there's no way he should have slapped a comedian for making a joke. No. But on the other side of it, I kind of admire him. Do you? Well, it's the part of me that thinks he said something that really upset his wife. Okay. So he was like, you know what? I'm standing up for my family here. That said, Chris Rock's joke... <laughs> like the saddest part of all of this was is it that wasn't even a good joke. It, this is a really bad joke. <laughs> I like, mean, bad taste aside, in itself, it wasn't even a funny it, joke. No, it was. It wasn't even a funny aside. That's what we've learned from all of this: is that Chris Rock is pretty bad off the cuff. <laughs> I know. For a start, GI Jane. Who the hell remembers that? It was a flop movie from about fifteen years ago. Well, Demi might not agree with that, but <laughs> <laughs> Demi did that movie when she's at the height of her powers. So Demi is probably still spending the money. Yeah, so well. she doesn't care. But what about Sigourney Weaver? She must be really pissed off about this. She's the famous bald woman yeah, she from is. movies. I have mixed feelings about this, right? Because I don't agree with the slap. I I just can't see. You're never on board with this. No, I'm not. I'm in a well-placed slap. How are we even friends? <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong. I would have loved to have been there to watch it. I think Will Smith had a verbal ability to take him down. He could have taken the higher ground big time. Absolutely. And I and actually, I I think... Will Smith basically reacted out of instinct. And I think he was walking up there going, I don't know why I'm walking up here, but now I'm going to have to do something. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what happened. You know, it yeah, was genuinely. I it was genuinely think that is, yeah. you know, and uh, funny because my partner said, my husband said, oh, it was staged, right? And he hadn't even watched it. Like, this is a laugh. Well, he just, he just, like, somebody <laughs> must have said, it's staged. And he says, oh, yeah, did you see it? Like, it, it didn't even pull it. I said, mm, yeah, but listen, let's be honest here. To what end would you stage that? Why would you stage that? It did nothing for nobody, except for the fact that everybody talked about it for a week. <laughs> 
You're right, but there's a part of me that thinks that this is the first time we've been talking about the Oscars in years. Oh, well, that's true. Because it's, it's become such a non-event. Yeah, it's a bit strange. Well, COVID didn't help because obviously they couldn't get in their good clothes. Some of them yeah, turned up in their jammies the last year. But, but it was also very... Um, it's like it's definitely not the press the Oscar want. The Oscars want like the no. And they're also I felt the room was really weird. Like it went As really in the shape like of room? it went really quiet, and then it was like nobody knew what to do. Everyone well, they was don't. Just, they don't because the problem nowadays is if you react in any true fashion, it might be the wrong way. And the problem is everybody's afraid to react the wrong way. Yeah, that's a really and big problem now. I think I think the problem is we're so guarded, and I, you know I'm guilty of this myself because you know I don't like to get too political with things or too yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I don't want to be in the middle of you're very outright I try and if anybody <laughs> knew <laughs> kind of moved away from our I mean considering our topic today is all about our happy places I know <laughs> well, Neve, it was your job it was your, it was your job to bolster me I know I'm in a really dark place Neve. no yeah but listen listen you are definitely jollier now than <laughs> Because we're talking about the dark things. There's nothing like a row. <laughs> I swear to God. I love a good row. Nothing to snap you out of a mood like a row. I know, I love yeah. a good row. And it can just be like, you know, the Amazon delivery man <laughs> has gone to the wrong apartment. You're like, no, you come out. <laughs> There's an address on the pocket. So who's this like, row? God, I'm back. <laughs> who's this row <laughs> directed at? Is this the Amazon delivery oh, listen, driver? It's misfire. Like, okay. like it's, mi- it's whoever's there. <laughs> yeah, misdirected anger. Okay, excellent. Yeah, yeah no, that's what right. for it. And let's be honest, we do that in the safest place that we can. So in other words, the person we like the best, we feel most <laughs> secure with, they get it all in the neck. I know, because my husband at the moment, I know. my husband, I love my husband, but he is turning slowly into Victor Meldrew as he's getting older because he's writing complaints letters everywhere. He's really freaking me out. Email is the worst thing in the world because he can do it immediately. Whereas <laughs> if he had to sit down and physically write it, I said to him, he was compla- he left a note on somebody's car recently well, to say, don't park on the, <laughs> don't park on this. On the my partner's exactly the same there's nothing he enjoys more than the complaint I know I swear to God like and it's literally Victor Meldrew complaints although that said he does call me on my bullshit oh well I have to say works well I have to say that like even last night when I was just <laughs> when I was standing on the kitchen table ranted about how, what an underappreciated talent I was he just said do you want to go to the cinema it's like we'll go to Batman it's three hours and you'll have to just sit and you'll silence. be fine you'll yeah. be fine after that best Is thing it, to do so that's what you did last night then did you yeah. go to Batman yeah Batman it's long I know it is long and, and it's easy to lose yourself in especially that. if you have a lot to say <laughs> Where's your happy place? Let's move my to happy there. place. My happy place is all, has always been around uh, records and music. Oh yeah, and like I have to say, I have a massive collection of records. And my favorite thing to do is, um, it, and actually, my favorite thing about this tour, I mean, <laughs> tell us you're on my nally. But my favorite thing about this tour is going to different record shops in different places. Uh-huh. Uh, it's my favorite thing in the world. Like just going and having a dig. Yeah. My record collection, my vinyl record collection is a combination of my husband, who is 11 years older than me, mine, which is interesting enough in itself, his aunt Cathy's, <laughs> my aunt Jill, when we die, right? Yeah. And somebody starts going, out, I just don't want you to judge me on my vinyl collection because that's also Auntie Jill's and Auntie Cathy's. I also love um, like a decent playlist. Yeah. I think something they, that makes you happy yeah they do make you happy because mm. um, my favourite thing to do is sing along 
Are you a sing-along in the car type of person? Very much so. Very much a sing-along. But do you know what? My thing is, I always used to sing the back of vocals. Rather than the main, the main melody. Okay. And I don't know why it is. I think it's, well, it's, it could be a number of reasons, right? One, I, do, I know that I'll never be able to sing a song the way Celine Dion sings a song. But I might be able to sing it the way the back and singer sings the song. <laughs> I just think it's an easier reach. Do you know what I mean? Not really. I, you know. I just think if you're aiming for Celine Dion, you have further to fall. <laughs> I just think that... See, if I, I disagree. I disagree. If you're going to live your best life and nobody else is involved in that transaction, I say be Celine Dion. Be the best Celine Dion you can do on that day. Be the <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, I, I, sometimes I'm in a car with someone and they forget I'm in the car. And... and uh, I mean, my friend will tell you that I suck all the joy out of her life when she tr- starts singing along because she's like you. She loves to sing along. And then she goes, but can you imagine trying to sing beside me? I know. <laughs> she's like, what? You know, she goes first. But I actually love it. One of my favorite <laughs> moments, I actually videoed her doing it because she'd forgotten I was there, I think. And I started videoing her singing Unbreak My Heart by Toto. <laughs> to- oh, my God. And that's a song. That's a song. That's a song. And she was, But she was giving it all. She was giving it all. And honestly, all you can see is me, Teehee and, and, and her really going first. But I love that. I think that's... Did you ever look over in another car and somebody's really going for it? Like, I yeah. think... That's the joy in it. Celine Dion is the only one who's going to be Celine Dion at any given moment. So why the hell? Why the hell not have a why go? Why the hell not have I a just, go? Yeah, I, I, I always think that like... I think you just sing- want to tour. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to tour as Celine Dion's backing singer? That would be lovely, wouldn't it? I'd, I'd say it's a very nice life. Uh, yeah. We actually had someone write into us about Celine Dion back, backing singers. I forgot about it. Did we? Yeah, we'll have this in. Um, it's James. Uh, James got in touch and he said... Is he one of our backing singers? He's not one of our backing singers, <laughs> but what he does is... Can he get me a gig? Th- this is his happy place. <laughs> uh, he said, feel free to take the piss out of this in the podcast at some stage, but as I'm front row at Cel- Her Holiness Celine Dion's second night in the Three Arena, I've had this shirt made listing her and her long-term backup singers who at this stage recognise me at gigs and wave hello. I can't, this must be so unnerving for the backing singers. Uh, If this combined with the flowers and the toy frog I want to throw on stage doesn't get me a selfie or acknowledgement, I'll burst into the most depressive wailing ever. James. Yeah, we have a real demographic on this show. Her her team posted a Ukraine support Insta yesterday, so I have it referenced on the sweater, on the frog. As she's always said, plush frogs are a lucky mascot for her. So basically, he has a plush frog that he's had made with a Ukrainian T-shirt. Mm-hmm. And then he has a T-shirt with Celine, Elise, Bernev and Don. They must be the backing singers. And he's going to wear There's a lot that. going on in that T-shirt. It's a lot going on. Yeah. A lot of, like, I'm... How big is this ever, frog? <laughs> you know, because... I mean, I don't know about you, but it sounds like James is in the throes of a mental health crisis. I, no, he's just an avid fan. And we know they're the ones that you smile at for two minutes and then you just don't make eye contact for the rest of the gig. That's, a, you know, James, no offence to you, like, but, you know, there's a lot of <laughs> affection for you. She's fab, though. She is fab with her fans, no doubt about she it. She is, yeah. But I do definitely. know, because I've met her after her concert. Oh, yeah, yeah I met yeah. her in Dublin. I have a photograph of me, Linda and Celine, three winners together, huh? And you, Linda and Celine? <laughs> yeah. That's a hell of a night out. That's a hell of a night out. <laughs> Tell you. It was after What's her gig. What talk about? I'd say she was sitting, sitting there going, who are these people? Anyway, so... <laughs> we were standing there getting a photograph. It was in the green room area of the after her gig. And of course, it was after her gig. So she didn't speak. She doesn't speak after her. So if you're looking for conversations, not happening. She saves her voice. 
And when you hear how fantastic she is, why wouldn't she be? <laughs> but she didn't speak. So she, she didn't, didn't say anything. I don't know whether she just didn't speak to us, but she didn't speak to anybody. She didn't speak the whole time. Had Linda a few gems in her. <laughs> Do not say that. Linda's a lovely girl. <laughs> she went out of the loveliest girl competition. But I no, think seriously. That's a very, like, so <laughs> she didn't speak. She, she actually went to meet all the friends and the people who were in this room. And lots of people were in the room to meet her. And she didn't speak the whole time. But, you know, if you've done a gig and she sings like, as you know, she's a big singer. So yeah. she's she's minding her voice. Uh, so she's not talking very much. But it's like, what's the point then? You know, don't meet people. Yeah, then. don't meet people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but she, so I have if a photo, you're not though. talking. She didn't, she didn't speak the whole time. No, That's you know, so that would be virtually strange. impossible for me. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just would not happen. Did she not speak or did you not stop talking? Because <laughs> they say that that's more likely. <laughs> Why are we friends again? <laughs> no, but so strange. No, it is true. She just, and, but they that's did it, say. Like, if she did speak, I can't imagine the conversation. No, but no, well, true. But they, they, to be fair, I don't know that she even knew who we were. <laughs> you know, I, let's be honest. They might have said, have your photograph taken with these, these also maybe, when you're Maybe when... The, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they said these are winners and then she thought, oh, competition yeah, winners. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't think Eurovision comes into our head very often these days, I'm no, sure. Well, I think she has does. done a few I'll things since why. then. I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you one thing she did do. What did she since do? Eurovision. That was when her and your man first had the ride. <laughs> she said this recently. Oh, the, the husband? The husband, yeah. The who first was, time who was that the they, older manager? They, yeah, the first time that they consummated the relationship. Yeah, but she was of legal age. With the skin of her teeth. Uh, 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 <laughs> but anyway. Listen, don't but, knock at no, me. Obviously, she, we're very close. They had a very successful but, relationship. But, He's dead now. Hashtag RIP. Stop it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's awful. But like, you can't defame a dead person. So no. we're grand. We're in good territory. Uh, that's apparently where it happened. Oh. It was the Eurovision. The week of Eurovision in Dublin. You understand that James, who, is, who loves Celine... Right now, he's horrified that you're telling that story. Yeah, he probably is. But you know, like James, he'll, look, he'll get annoyed and then someone will bring to the cinema to be around. Tell you what, James, right? If you come to the Eurovision show and I'm singing Celine, you can come. <laughs> Just don't go up to her before she no. sings it because... <laughs> no, it's it's a pressure. I'm not going to lie. It's yeah, a pressure. <laughs> but once the song's over, you can have a selfie anytime. Because if, if, ever, if ever it's... Um, if ever you're doing that song on the night, if I talk to you beforehand, it's always have to do that fucking Don't song. Don't even look at me. Go. Don't even look Why at me. Why do you always give me this fucking song? <laughs> I know. And I do it first. If you ever come to my... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like always done. a first song. I it's come done. out and I sing it. And they go, big gosh, breath. that's a big song for you to sing. I say, yeah, but then I don't have to think about it the rest of the set. It's a fantastic song. Don't get me wrong. And it's not necessarily the highest note I'm ever going to sing. It's not about that. No, it's no, just, it's... Yeah. And it's in French. I'm just going to say. Do you speak French? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what happened? I once went to. I'm a, not answering a, that question. A, <laughs> you know that. <so. laughs> no, you don't. You don't. <laughs> I once went to uh, a wedding in France. Okay. Uh, and it was the wedding was conducted by somebody who was American. Okay. And she uh, was a celebrant, but she was a friend of the couple that were getting married, and she offered. She just offered to be the celebrant at their wedding. Okay. Uh, and they said, well, it's through French. And she's like, oh, no problem. She didn't speak French. She spoke but a French so, accent. So she read, she read, she read French, having, not having a word of it. And like the whole, fam- the whole French family hadn't a notion what she was saying. Like nobody knew what she was saying. But she did the whole ceremony in, Fre- in pidgin French. Oh my it gosh! It was wild. See, I, and afterwards, it was only afterwards we were saying we thought we didn't understand it because yeah. obviously we don't speak French. Mm-hmm. But the French people were just as confused as we were. 
<laughs> have you ever like I, I learned French in school, French and German. I did both languages and I was pretty good when I left school. But that's been that wasn't today or yesterday. I can I can understand it when I hear it. And and this has happened to me in, in when I go to Douze teach. Point. <laughs> Douze point. Or in I, 2010. Yeah. Sank point. Ah, bollocks. Sank point. I would have been grateful for a sank point. Five, five points. Nobody gave us five points. Are you joking? <laughs> My happy place, actually, my happy place, my favorite, I mean, lots of places, I mean, face down and lots of food and all that. That's, you know, they're all my happy places, walking on the beach, you know, all the ones that people talk about. But actually, my very, very favorite moment is when I'm driving home late at a gig, late at night for a, from a gig, or if I get home and sit on a sofa after a gig, really late at night and there's nothing, there's no music, there's no nothing. It's just like the, <laughs> the, the, the white noise in my head because it's been a fantastic night and you just you just sit in that moment you so know, just drive home yeah but it's the, it's the quiet after the fantastic experience oh, you've had right. it's all the endorphins are going off in oh, your body nice. and the adrenaline and all those little moments and you're just like I'm on my way home and for some reason Chris Ray is in my head like going driving home for Christmas <laughs> no but you know what I mean it's that kind of thing do you know what I've done once or twice and it's actually the nicest thing in the world which is I have got put on my pyjama bottoms at a venue and driven home in my pyjama bottoms. It's very nice. You are a king. I swear. It's, I swear. I'll tell you. It, it, I've it never done it. stops a couple of things, right? One, it stops you stopping off at a petrol station <laughs> and eating crap. <laughs> Buying all the shit of the day. Insane. That drive home is, is my happy place because I relive the night. And then I also give myself over to that lovely moment of... Ah, it's lovely. It's, it's done. It's quiet. It's beautiful. You relive it, but you also are moving on. It's I like that. It's very nice to be on a motorway at night, at one o'clock in the morning when it's empty and yeah, it is. Yeah, and I actually get lots of you know I might put somebody on on you know a now, playlist or something, and I listen to kind of varieties of people or maybe sometimes like for instance you know I had Declan O'Rourke bring me home one night as I say he wasn't in the car to be <laughs> fair but you know what I'm saying you just listen to someone on the way home and you really get to listen or sometimes I just have real quiet and if if you've never experienced this yeah and you have a social life instead yeah you're probably doing better you don't yeah, need yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is just what we have. Yeah, I know. I know. But, you know, to be fair, you're spending your money. We're making it. Just leave that there. <laughs> so uh, we put a shout out for how other people's happy places. Yeah, we did a shout out on social media for uh, people to write in about the things that make them happy. Just okay. like the little things in life that gets them through. Uh, Kitty got in touch and she said, getting the piss taken out of me is the only thing that really makes me laugh. Also, two sentences of banter with a stranger. It's so Irish and it's fun. She also likes early walks with a great playlist or soundtracks. We're on it. Uh, and when I'm getting lots of time for rest, family and friends, and I'm not worrying about work or weight. Now there's a moment, isn't it, where yeah. you're not worrying about weight, that's a day. I don't worry about weight, but it, it is, it's always just there. <laughs> <laughs> it's always just there. Just there. Just there on the back of your head. Yeah, just, <laughs> hiya. You know, and and if I can get managed to get myself past it, somebody else will have a little comment to make about it. <laughs> Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Especially my mother. Anyway, we'll leave that there. Uh, <laughs> Kitty, that's a variety of things. And actually, I'd say that's very Irish to say all of those things because we all love a bit. I love a bit of unexpected batter, banter. Do you ever have like a little moment with someone and you just know that that has been funny and you come away from it? I love that. Especially if you've never seen them again. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> You're great at that. <laughs> I have to say, that's your bag. I'm not good with banter. Are you not? No. Why? why? I'm not good with on-street banter. I, I'm just, I don't like... <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just. You I feel the pressure. I think I do feel the pressure. You see, yeah. there's no real pressure for I me to be I think I'm funny. a lot shyer than me. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're an extrovert. I think I you're am. an extrovert. I'm. I. I tend to. If I start to talk to somebody that I don't know, mm. are you under, embarrassed? I'm under pressure. Are you embarrassed by that, or do you do you feel the pressure to be funny? Oh no, I don't. I never feel pressure to be funny. <laughs> no, I just. I always. Uh, I don't know what it is. I, uh, meeting new people, I'm always like, okay. Oh yeah, but new people batting down the hatches. Do you know what's weird about that? I'm exactly the same. I'm very nervous about meeting new people, and I think that's why. I am the way I am. I've developed it over years because I have to meet new people all the time. So it's just like a, it's like a defense mechanism. Yeah, I think also if you notice, there's a little, it's like somebody presses the turbo button, you know, and I go slightly Uber. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uber because I think what happens to me is um, I'm desperate for you to like me. <laughs> and oh, and uh, actually another thing, and I'm sure you get more a lot more of it now being a comedian, because people already know who you are. You know, not always, but the, yeah, yeah. the point is because if they think that they already know who you are, you're you're kind of at a I think because then you end up you might end up like you know the person you're most disappointed in. If somebody oh, says, oh I, I met Neil oh, Cabinet, yeah, no, totally, yeah. You know, so it's a really important. Thing. I'm always disappointed. Yeah, I'm way more disappointed. Like if somebody knows me from comedy and then meets me in real life, I'm incredibly disappointed. But if somebody meets me in real life and then sees me do comedy, it's a better. Like, yeah, it's, it's more surprise. Better way to do it. <laughs> it's more surprises. Yeah, it's that. a nicer surprise. I think. Oh, I didn't know you could be like that. <laughs> it's a much nicer surprise <laughs> than he seems like Grey Cracker. He's actually quite dismissive. <laughs> but that's what I love about you. <laughs> I like that level of cynicism. Um, um, so Claire, Claire, Claire like, says, yeah, uh, baking and my kids playing in harmony. Is that a band? No. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, as as in the kids getting on. You know, is that like for five minutes that of the day, Claire? Rare. That yeah. sounds <laughs> you know. That sounds like you're harking back to something that happened once for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, that was our happy place. It doesn't um, matter how long it went on for. <laughs> yeah, it was like I'll never be as happy as then. I know. Kira, uh, now I have to say we've had a couple of these ones. Uh, when you get a free coffee on the stamp card when you thought the, it, that it was going to be the next one. That's a lovely moment. Yeah, but imagine. you know the way when you go in, you've one to get. Yeah, and you think that they're going to give you the stamp for this one you buy, <gasps> but instead they just give you the stamp and give you the free coffee. <gasps> amazing. Yeah, it's great. That is amazing. Yeah, somebody else, Leah, said when you forget that you've a full, you have a loyalty card and it's full. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. I, I have lots of half-filled cards. I go in and say, "Can I amalgamate them together?" Do you know what that that was one of my New Year's resolutions a couple of years ago? Well, to amalgamate fantastic. your coffee cards. No, because you know the way you get. <laughs> Well, actually, yeah, <laughs> personally. <laughs> but you know the way when you go in, you're, well, my instinct is always like, do you have a loyalty card? No. Do you want a loyalty card? No. But then I had a year where I was just like, I'm going to say yes to loyalty cards everywhere. And I swear to God, it, you don't have to see it racking up. Oh, I know. And actually, you know, I, I collect all the points for everything. Yeah. Everything. And, and also that you can have them on your phone now is brilliant because I do remember uh, the year after I did that as a New Year's resolution, mm-hmm. I lost my boots card. I swear to God. Oh, Cry. Oh my God. Cry. <laughs> Devastated. Yeah, I know, because actually the boots yeah, rack they up. rack up nicely and you know, a bit of skincare. <laughs> <laughs> At your age. A bit of skincare. <laughs> a bit of skincare. Um, <laughs> uh, Leanne Horan, who um, Do you know what? Leanne Horan, one of the things that makes me happy is that every time she writes into the show, I have to look up and see what her first name is. And her first name is Leanne, but her Instagram name is Horan Around Ireland, which I think is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> And so Leanne what I, says her own space. That's her happy place. Okay, so she's not exactly whoring around. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, and then we have Ross. Um, actually, do you like your own space? Oh my God, yeah. I do too. And you know, for somebody who's as gregarious as me, shall we say, or extroverted as me, I am not human unless I have at least half an hour of the day where I have nobody to speak to. Completely. Oh my God, I love my own space. I love like yeah. a day when I have to do nothing. Yeah, oh, I, love it. I find it really hard sometimes if I'm in the company of somebody 24-7 because I can't not talk to someone if I'm in the room, as you know. And But, you know, because yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, I, if I don't get some headspace, it's it's really tragic. I did try for a while, actually, because because I, I am so fond of my own space, right? Mm. Uh, I did this thing, I, I did a medica- meditation course a couple of years ago, right? Why did I not know this? Because I'm... Did you not invite me on that? <laughs> Maybe you'd have been thrown out of it for talk. <laughs> uh, no, no, I can be quiet. <laughs> it was, I, it, I, I did it, right? And you're supposed to meditate for 20 minutes a day, right? Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to like be good for focus, be good for like your mental health. It's supposed to help you sleep. Okay, so does meditation involve chanting? No, no, no. It was just like uh, 20 minutes of stillness in a quiet place. You know, it was, it's, really, like it's sleep, really helpful. Like, <laughs> well, I mean... Ideally, a good meditation, you should fall asleep, right? Right, okay. But I did it. And it does work for focus. Because what's happening to me was, I would start to meditate. And then I would just, as I was meditating, I would just rack up a list of all the things I wanted to do. You know, like all the things Mm -hmm. I had to do because you're being still. Uh, And then my inclination was I needed to stop meditating and do them. But very good for focus. Very good for something. Very good for focus. That's for sure. Now, now I'm all for that quiet time where you get your brain in. Yeah. What I used to do is at the end of the day, because my brain was working so much, I used to sit with, I always have a notebook and pen. I'm a woman of lists. And as I thought of something, I put it on the list and then I file that under. I'm not going to think about that again today. Alan says, doing something practical after uh, working on screens all day, got into woodwork, for example. That's Alan actually that runs Head Stuff, the network. Oh, yeah. Line. Okay. I yeah. get that. I get that. Doing something so, that is so def- different to what you do. Definitely. Yeah, I'm not sure Alan should do woodwork. I mean, I don't know if you noticed that one of the counters <laughs> out there collapsed. <laughs> I don't know if it was him that put it up, but there was, there's been a collapse. Gross. <laughs> and the counter hasn't been put back up. I know. That's all. So. Uh, Gavin That's says. he's doing his woodwork at home. <laughs> Fair play. <laughs> Gavin says uh, Pizza Hut uh, wings, uh, chicken wings. Uh, and D. O'Reilly says Tanora. Sometimes it's the simple things. It is the simple things, definitely. Lisa, Liza, Liza says um, uh, dogs head out of the car window. Beautiful sight. Unless, you know, you're passing by and then the slobber gets you in the face. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or if it's a very, a very aggressive dog, not so much. <laughs> We are pausing for a moment to remind you that Agony Rants is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. If you would like to support us and the show, you can become a member for as little as €5 euro a month. And in return for that, you will get bonus content from us and all of the other shows on the Headstuff Podcast Network. To subscribe, head over to headstuffpodcast.com. Also, we are going to tell you about another new show on the Headstuff Podcast Network. And I have to say... This is a brilliant show. Okay. It's absolutely hilarious. It's called The Late Night Nod and it is a spoof of a late night radio show. <gasps> so start to finish, it's absolutely hilarious. And even the jingles and the songs and the ads, oh. uh, these guys, they write them all. I love late night the radio. The songs are absolute bangers. The songs you can actually get on Spotify. Yeah. Um, and they're absolutely brilliant. But um, yeah, this is a really special podcast and it's new to the Headstuff Podcast Network. Does it make you go to sleep? Yeah, you can fall asleep to it, but like it, it makes you laugh. Like it really makes me laugh. Okay. Like well, if you listen to it in bed, 
it, it really chills it out, but you really will laugh. So is it worthwhile listening to it on the way home in the car? You know, the way I come home late at night. Yeah, sometimes. I think you would. I'd yeah. probably enjoy that. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's, it's really funny. Filed it's real tongue and cheek What's it called humor. again? It's called The Late Night Nod. Okay. And Neve Kavanagh's Nail Fan. The Late Night Nod features original music and improvised interviews with guests from a fictitious world of arts and culture. Each episode weaves a conversational thread through tales of inspiration, excess and heartache with some of the creative world's best-known personalities that you've never heard of. Join some of Ireland's most talented actors and comedians as they step into the world of The Late Night Nod. Dear Neve and Garoad, I absolutely love the show. Neve, I've been a fan of you since you won Eurovision for Ireland and I was so thrilled to see you perform in London and you signed my Flying Bald album. <laughs> I think it means Flying Blind. Stop you. <laughs> if you do, <laughs> he called the album Flying Bald. I mean, Will Smith would have had something to say about that. It certainly would have been a better joke <laughs> than the one Chris Rock made. Uh, you have an amazing voice and we know, uh, and, and now, now we, we know, know you are also very funny. Garoad, you seem nice. <laughs> Yeah, in fairness, he says you I seem. I got the He said you seem very nice. <laughs> I'm so sick of all these Eurovision fans. <laughs> My problem is this, right? I've recently bought a house. Uh, I recently bought a house back home in the same town as my parents. Aww. I left many years ago uh, as I needed to be in the city for work. I am delighted to be back home because I get to see my family a lot more. However, this is the problem. The day I moved back, I invited my parents down for pizza. <laughs> Really pushing the boat out there, Darius. Well done. <laughs> then the next day they called again, which was nice but random. And we had another nice day of unpacking. They now call whenever they feel like it. <laughs> you only have yourself to blame here for not setting boundaries. At this point, they are calling in for coffee or meals, usually four times a week. When I lived in the city, nobody ever called in because they would text or call first. I'm not used to all of this contact and it's really becoming a problem. I hope you can give me good advice. Thank you and very much love, Darius. Obviously the very much love is for me. Yeah, very clearly. <laughs> I mean, that man doesn't care if I live or die. Well, now Darius, actually, you know, all I can say to you is I totally get this because at the moment my two children are living away and one of them <laughs> is negotiating terms for moving back. Now, he's actually <laughs> technically going to move back in with us for a while and... You know, I'm really looking forward to it because I miss him. Right? And I do. I miss the boys very much. <laughs> and but it sounds like she's trying to qualify something a lot bigger. <laughs> it is a very difficult situation. How much should you be in or out? I live 100 miles away from my parents. I drop in a couple of times a month, usually over the grand scheme of things. Should you just drop into people? That's a tough one. I mean, Darius, you know, you, you get used to living in a space on your own. That's quite difficult. It's a yeah. generational thing, I think. It's a, it's a boundary thing. It's very difficult. I mean, I, I, I have friends now that if you ring them, it's like an act of violence. I mean, people don't like to be rung before they receive a text to say, well, I give you a call. I think people have become very, very cautious around their own boundaries or very, very considered around their oh, own yes, boundaries. Oh, yes. No, it's true. It's true, actually, to be fair. So people are so used to texting that they're really yeah, freaked out. If anything is like, mm. don't encroach the boundary. Like, don't don't expect too much of me. What? What's going on here? But, <laughs> uh, like the idea. Yeah. I mean, even for my parents, for my parents to call in unannounced, that I would be so surprised by that. I mean, my initial reaction would be, who's dead? 
My parents, to be fair to them, they never call. You visit them. Without a, without, no, they do call, but they never call without a, a text. It's a pre-plan. Well, I always say the rule in my house is you can call in any time if you want a clean house, ring ahead. That's the, that's. <laughs> <laughs> so in other words, you take your chances whatever way you might find us. <laughs> you know, we could be in any shape when you yeah, come. Yeah. So, you know, if but if you want a clean house and people dressed, probably best ring ahead. <laughs> There used to be a culture when I was growing up that the front door was open, right? So people moved in and out of each other's houses yeah. all the time. And if you go from a city and clearly he's gone back to a smaller town, Darius, I completely understand. The boundaries are very different. There's kind of completely. a fluidity about how you go in and out. And your parents are probably deliriously happy you're home. More importantly, they're deliriously happy you're not living in the same space as them. <sighs> so you're close he enough. almost is. Four times a week. I mean, that's literally every second day. I think what needs to happen is Darius kind of needs to lay the law down a little bit. Now, I know it's, you don't want to be the killjoy because mm. obviously they're delighted to have you back. But come on, four times a week. Yeah, it's a lot. That's an awful lot. But it, it may peter out a bit. I think, I think it's the initial excitement. It depends on how long Did he's he home. Did he say how long he's home? I'm just wondering. I'm just having a look. Uh, I bought a house back home in the same parent. No, he doesn't say. He doesn't say. It depends on how long this is going on. And to be fair, you know, an older generation might get into a routine much quicker. <laughs> we, You know, we tend to develop yeah. routines and the older you get, the more routine is important to you. So it there suddenly becomes on Tuesdays, Thursdays and, and you know, Sunday afternoons, that's the day we go and see. Well, do you know what you could you know? do? Is yeah. you could get busy. Yeah, you could be busy elsewhere. Yeah. So what to do is... You know, turn the lights maybe off. Maybe the third <laughs> time that week... <laughs> Yeah. I, I actually, you know, I do th- fail safe way. <laughs> Don't have the heating on. <laughs> oh, that's good. Keep the heating off. That'll do the job. That's <laughs> very uh, manipulative. Especially the older they are, there's not a chance. <laughs> well, I think, I definitely think that if they were to call once. Yeah. And you're, oh my God, I'm just going out. Yeah, you, you need you know, to kind of be, so that kind even of if you're not going out, oh. even if you're not going out, you need to like kind just, of. You need, a, you need a little circuit breaker in there. Just something yeah. to... But then you might have, a, if you had a good relationship with your parents, could you not discuss, you know, how often you're used to that? I think you can, this needs to be a two-pronged approach, right? Okay. One, make them realise... You have a life. And maybe say things like, oh, you're here. God, I didn't know you were coming. I'm heading out in 20 minutes. Do you want a quick cup of tea or do you want to yeah, limit leave it? it? Yeah. So just a couple of those peppered. And then if they're still not getting the message of like letting you know when they're calling... Uh, just say, mention that maybe, maybe it might be them. best you know actually a really good approach is to say listen I, so I don't miss you or put you under pressure maybe if we organise when you come over or you know we'll organise a time to meet up or whatever yeah you know be a little bit more proactive about it and you know. the other thing the other trap what's don't, the other don't thing don't wink at me this, right <laughs> don't when they finally do get the message uh-huh. and they're sending the text uh-huh. make sure that when they do send the text you do say no Occasionally. Like one or two of those have to be no to get you used to saying no. Because otherwise, every time the text, you just go, oh, yeah, okay. Like, yeah. don't let the text be, oh, they're coming. That's clever. Don't don't let the text just be, you know, this is a warning that we're coming. Let the text give you choice. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, I'm looking at you now and thinking of all the texts I've sent you over the years. <laughs> I'm never in. No, not in Neve. Not, not in often for gig, me, no, I tell gigging, you. I'm now rethinking West, all of that. West, Neve, sorry. Really <laughs> rethinking all of that. I'm just thinking that. Um, so, so Darius, I hope we've helped. I yeah. mean, if not, look, d- don't be afraid to burn the family to the ground. Like, <laughs> just a massive row will get you six months clear. Easily. And then everyone will be wary. Yeah, be- Fake a breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> you were being a bit sensible there for a bit. I was a bit worried, Groot. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> don't, How would you- don't lose your choice in all of this, Darius. No, don't. Please don't. 
So, um, have a lovely week, guys. Um, and I just, I, I think we really have Darius. Yeah, no, thank God. And, and Darius, if we haven't helped, if this isn't enough and you need us to get involved, you know where we are. Yeah. Yeah, just send us a couple of text messages. He'll be in touch with me. It's fine. I'll He'll let you know how it turns out. Tell you how much he's enjoying flying balls. <laughs> Bad man. Listen, thank you very much. I hope you have a great week and we'll see you next week. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.